to the Beers of Bands podcast with your host, Michael Torres. Uh, I have like a small list of questions. Uh, I figure we'll kind of do like a little bit of a time lapse uh, of like everything you guys have out because I, I jammed, I started at the beginning and just kind of went through everything today just to get the uh, full feel as to what you guys are yeah. about. Uh, and then we can just talk about some other fun stuff that you got going on too. Cool. I'm Sweet. down. Let's do it. I got my beer ready. Hell yeah. Do you want to wanna crack it with me here? I will. I will. All right. <laughs> In three, two, one. I went for it deep with favor in their eyes. Reaching for the truth, receiving What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Beers with Bands. Uh, this week, I'm sitting down with Justin from Idle Threat. How's it going? Dude, it's, it's, I'm great. I uh, just got <laughs> off of work and this is my weekend. So, kicking yeah. it off right with you and a uh, nice beer. So, well, I'm, I'm happy that I could uh, start your weekend the right way uh, and get you going. <laughs> the best way. The best way. <laughs> I just, you know, it feels like talking to a, uh, a friend and uh we got some good drinks and we're gonna hang out and just talk about music so hell yeah dude it's i mean that's the best part of my week granted like yeah. i try and do as much of these as possible so it makes my week even better yeah dude that's so sick i uh i mean great idea for a podcast so <laughs> kudos to you <laughs> oh, thanks dude uh for like i mentioned you're from idle threat uh for people that aren't aware uh idle threat is a uh rock band alt rock band from nashville uh good old tennessee um i mean we we have some fun stuff to talk about because you guys have three releases out but like it changes drastically between all of that uh before we get dive too far into that uh justin what do you do in idle threat uh so i play drums um I wish I could say something else that was like clever that, you know, whatever, but I just hit stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is what I do. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, and then obviously we are missing a few people. Uh, I feel like we should give them a shout out as to who they are and what they do in Idle Thread as well. Yeah. So my bandmates, um, there, there's like a core group of us that it's, it's uh, me and two other guys named Ernie and Zeke. Ernie is our, uh, screaming vocalist and guitar player and then zeke is our singer um and bass player um and then we have two other guys that kind of come in and out all the time but um dj is a guitarist and then nathan is our other guitarist so um you could catch us as a three-piece you could catch us as a five-piece you never really know so <laughs> we like to keep everybody on their toes okay yeah because I was, <laughs> I was i noticed that when i was going through stuff like uh, a lot of the profile pictures, it was just the three of you. And then I, I looked at like, uh, I think the chain reaction photos, there was five of you. And then the um, the Furnace Fest set, there was five. And then there was like four for, I think it was like the Audio Tree Fest that you guys did or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, dude, how many, who's all here and what's going on? So that's good <laughs> to know. Yeah. 
It's um I personally my favorite version of Vital Thread is when we play as a five piece. But like I said, there's times where we're like, okay, we're just gonna do this show as a three piece. Like we've done an entire month on a tour as a three piece before. That was wild. Um, like I said, it's just you you kind of never really know what you're gonna get. Uh, yeah, keeps people on their uh, toes. So, what what do you like more about the the aspect of doing it as a five piece for those sets? Um, I think personally, it's just because I love Nathan and DJ like so much. Uh, I make the joke all the time that they're my favorite bandmates, even even <laughs> though they're not like in my band, quote unquote. But um, yeah, they're just great dudes, uh, both really good musicians. But I think when it comes to like our sounds, like I and you'll probably hear me say this a couple times, but um, I just I love live music more than anything else. Um, so like when we play with five members instead of three, it's just much more of a full, like solid spacier sound instead of what we can just give as a three piece. So um, for me, it just checks all the boxes of what I want idle threat to sound like. So, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, Now, like I mentioned kind of before we started uh, rolling here, uh, I did go back and kind of listen to everything you guys have out. Cause as right now, you have two EPs and a full length. Uh, you have Grown Tired, uh, which came out in 2016. Uh, Nothing Broken is for Good, which came out in 2020. And then Blurred Visions, which came out in 2021. I, for just like, it was like a year in like three months because it was like October of 2021. I saw um, both of the both Blurred Visions and uh, Nothing Broken both came out on Tooth and Nail Records. So also shout out to Tooth and Nail because, you know, they put out killer stuff and you guys are part of it. Uh, just adds to that wheelhouse. Um, but Grown Tired, if you, if people are starting with that, it might be a little taken up. They might be not preparing themselves for the rest because Grown Tired, you guys are like very like kind of like metalcore, almost like very, uh, oh, I had it in my head all day as to who it reminded me of. And now I'm blanking on it so hard. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a uh, hundredth. Like it reminded me a lot of like yeah. early hundredth and stuff, uh, which was really sick. And like, um, but then you kind of transition when it comes to like nothing broken and kind of do more like this alt rock, like vibey sound. Um, like what was the the thought process was behind like switching lanes uh, and doing that? So it's it's funny. I can I can take this a couple different ways, but um so just for like the discography's sake, um we actually had an EP uh before Grown Tired as well that you like can't find anymore. We kind of tried to cover that up. Um <laughs> but during the writing process and like when we were touring on the first EP and Grown Tired, um we were just trying to figure out a lot of things like you know, how to be a band and like what songs we wanted to write and, um, you know, where we wanted to take all of those uh, songs and like the how we wanted to take live shows and that kind of thing. So our band is made up of, um, you know, well, I'll just say the five of us. So like the five of us all have like, you know, similarities in our music tastes, but we're also wired very differently when it comes to um, just like even minute details with music. So you know, like if I'm just like making generic statements, like I'm like the hardcore metalcore kid of the group. And then like 
you know, Ernie really likes indie rock and stuff like that. And Nathan, or yeah, Nathan is like, you know, he likes butt rock and like, you know, old Christcore music and DJs into like, you know, prog and like mathcore. Um, and Zeke's like a pop punk kid. He listens to a lot of worship, that kind of thing. So it's just this big melting pot of influences and um, just our music tastes. Um, so over the years, we've tried to, you know, find what we wanted our sounds to be um and i i still feel like it's a process so like the the first ep that i mentioned that we've covered up as much as we can it's like there's like pop puck songs on it and then like you know like a metalcore song and then like the grown tired stuff it's like you know kind of metalcore post hardcore and then once you get into nothing is broken for good it's like almost more like alt rock pop pocky stuff and then like you get into blurred visions which like i feel like we finally found the culmination of what we wanted our sound to be and it's mostly like post hardcore and um like almost post rocky in places so um so we're we're getting there um i don't know what the second lp is going to sound like um you know we might get a little heavier in places we might get a little softer in places we might speed it up slow it down whatever but you know it's just i feel like it's a cliche that all musicians would say is like, as you put out records and kind of evolve as a band, um, you're just trying to find what you want to write. And we do just write what we want to write. Like I'm going to get behind a drum set and play like a caveman that might not change, but like, you know, we're still going to be putting out tunes that, you know, if they're not fun, like I don't want to play it. So like, we're just going to keep that ball rolling. Right. Well, like I've said before on episodes, uh, every album is basically like a timestamp as to where you're at in your life, kind of bouncing off like what you're saying. And like, it's okay that not every band's out like discography is completely the same, Uh, like kind of go back to 100th, like they started out very like metalcore. And now they're like, kind of, you know, got that shoegaze kind of feel going on with like their later stuff. And it's, that's what they wanted to do. That's what they feel is like in their in their veins at this point. And you can't hate on any of that. Um, I always think it's interesting when bands kind of do make that switch, um, especially like with 100th making like basically like a 180 degree switch. Uh, like, <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed it, but uh, no, like I'm loving everything you guys are doing. Like, And Blurred Vision for people that haven't listened to it shows a great aspect as to what you guys can pull off because obviously like we mentioned, like the, the earlier EP is very like heavier, more metalcore, but you still have great use of uh like the post-hardcore like harsher vocals in this new stuff um and then you kind of get to um like arrogant love and uh, and simon and it changes completely than what you're ready for uh because simon kind of just really brings it down to a whole nother level um and just like adds a whole nother dynamic to what you guys can do and i i loved that it was in there because i was like wait is this am i still on the same record right now like this is amazing. <laughs> it's so funny because like on on the record i absolutely love simon um i think it's some of zeke's like best lyrical work but like playing it live for me is is such a bummer because like you know we'll come out of like a more upbeat song and then go into this like slow like almost you know like turtle pace whatever uh and it's just for me you know i just want to hit stuff and move around and be ah like in your face and all that kind of thing and it's just it's not always supposed to be like that so sometimes being dynamic is you know it's 
it's there to be your bread and butter. And I think that is something that we've done pretty well. You know, I, I don't really know if we're quite like, you know, masterful with it yet, but like I said, it's something that we're evolving and we're, we're playing around with what we want to play around with. And, you know, maybe, maybe we hit the nail on the head next time, but it, it is cool that, you know, we're able to play the heavy shows. We're able to play the softer shows, like, you know, stick us anywhere and, um, we'll give you something to remember hopefully so right. um, yeah because i mean yeah. like we mentioned you played furnace fest this year uh well in 2022 uh and you know furnace fest mo- most of the time is more like you know heavier bands and you guys fit in perfectly on that bill and then you can like you're saying you know fit in on any style of uh fest or bill um you just gotta decide which uh which uh set list do you want to do basically yeah <laughs> Yeah, it was Furnace was so cool too cuz like I don't know, there's just so so much that I could get into there, but um it's such a great melting pot of bands, but also that community is like incredibly like passionate and like supporting of just all people and artists within that like weekend. Um and I I literally bought my tickets uh to go this year. Um, because I, you probably saw where they announced the plea for purging. I don't know if you listened to them, but I, that was one of my favorite bands growing up. They're from Nashville, you know, hometown heroes of mine. I saw them probably 30 times growing up, but, uh, they, they announced that they're getting back together for Furnace Fest. And that is the quickest I have ever spent $400 in my life. (laughs) Uh, with Um, you guys playing last year, was that your first time playing, uh, yeah, yeah, it was, um, so I remember I was working at a warehouse at the time when I got that email and I was just like, part of, part of my thought process was I'm quitting this job. <laughs> and two, this is the coolest thing that we've ever been offered. Cause like, you know, I, so many of my favorite bands played and like, we had a lot of friends that were on that fest too. So it's just literally the perfect weekend just to hang out, like listen to music you know, play a show and then, you know, spend time just like, I don't know, like soaking all of that in. It's just the most incredible feeling. So like, if you're listening to this at all, you should absolutely go to Furnace Fest because it's probably the best fest right now. Like, I know it's a very bold statement, but I I feel that in my bones. So yeah, I, I had some friends that went, uh, not in 2022, but went in 2021 and it just looked like a killer time. And then um, especially like when Stay Lost was on uh, Mutual Homies of uh, both of ours, uh, we talked about it and like, it just sounds like a great time. I've I've never been to like a big fest like that. Like it's always like been on my list, uh, but Furnace Fest is definitely on uh, top of that list for, for me to check out. Dude, it was, it was so sick. Like, first of all, you, you have to try to make it out uh, this year. Hopefully we could link up and like share a beer in person together. Uh, but yeah, like the stay lost guys played right before us. So it's just nice to have some other like homies like there. And like, we, we both played on the main stage, which is like insane. So it just, like I said, I can't really put into words how amazing it is. Like, it's just all everybody feels like your friend and then you're also seeing these like amazing artists so um yeah dude you gotta make it out <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll see what i can do if, if i'm if i make it down for sure we're having uh one to many beers in person 
my man. <laughs> so what are you uh, sipping on again? What do, what do you uh, have? Do you have a? I got a. I got PBRs for me uh, today. You know, old tried and true. Yeah, old tried and true. What do you got on your end? Uh, so I have um, it's it's called uh, I think it's pronounced the Lessie, but it is a Belgian triple from my favorite brewery in Nashville. Um, it's called Living Waters Brewing. It's insanely good, but. Okay. That's what I'm sipping on. Most of the time, it's like super cheap beer. Like I, like I love PBR. I love like Miller Lite, Miller High Life. But I don't know. I was feeling a little bougie today, so I had to go pick one of these up from a friend's house. So I actually got two, but we'll see if we get into both. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> now, this this might sound like me being hopefully not too ignorant because I'm not from Nashville, but you guys are obviously like this mix of like hard rock and like uh post hardcore and nashville as a lot of people come to know is like a big like country style town yeah like what's the what's the, like this scene is it like more underground like or are we just not hearing about it as much because you know countries just everywhere in nashville so nashville as a whole um is mostly like country and pop music that that is like absolutely true um, but there is a very nice like underground scene here so like it's weird it just kind of like looking at it from like like I said the whole there's so much music here because there's studios on every corner they're in houses they're in you know big buildings and like you know we have all of the like PROs here and like you know so Sony and Warner and all these like big booking agents and all that taking up all the space but at the same time like there's still an underground scene and like you can kind of like spin around and throw a dart somewhere and you're finding live music and I know that not every city is like that but um I don't know Nashville's like on the pro side of it it's so nice that music is everywhere that you can just kind of pop into a bar and there's live music or you know you can go to a local show and there's you know three or four new bands that you're gonna find that you might love um, but the con uh, is that like it feels so much more competitive because you know let's say Idle Threat has a show on a Friday night at a place called The End. Um, three of our friends are also playing across the street at Exit Inn and then down the road at East Room there's another band that we're friends with they're playing and then there's 70 other shows going on so like it gets a little hectic but it is overall it's very very nice so there's a lot of bands in the area that um you know that are like killing it you know they're they're bigger than we are you know um it's just that the underground scene kind of gets i don't, I don't want to say like squashed out but it kind of gets put a little to the wayside just because all these other massive artists and you know the plethora of artists that are around it's just so so much that you kind of get pushed around but overall it's a it's it's a good place to be yeah um yeah because that, that's something i was wondering because like obviously like i always hear like there's obviously we all hear there's country everywhere but um that there's just so many artists there and i've always heard yeah like you're mentioning there's always shows going on every night every bar pretty much but it it always i always was curious because it never I've had a few friends or people that I've talked to like play Nashville, but I never know how like the scenes are anywhere uh, besides where I'm living half the time. 
Uh, so it's always interesting to see how that dynamic breaks down. Yeah, it's crazy. And like, you know, like I said, there's there's pros and cons, but I I will say that my favorite shows that I've played are in places that you would never expect. So like just off the top of my head, the we went on tour with um, Norma Jean last summer and uh, we ended up playing in Lincoln, Nebraska. And truthfully going into it, I was like, dude we're playing Lincoln Nebraska like I know it's a fairly big city but like I don't know what to expect I've never been there but I was like this show's gonna be small like smaller than the other ones on the tour and we roll up to this venue and it's tiny like I was like dude us and Norma Jean and these two local bands are supposed to play here tonight it's gonna be so rowdy and that's one of my favorite shows I've ever played because they packed like three four hundred people into this tiny room and they went nuts. So I was like, all right, Lincoln, Nebraska, like y'all got something in the water down here because all these kids like rolled out and were, it was just one of the best nights of my life, <laughs> like unreal, unreal show. And then like, I've played like, uh, like house shows and stuff in the middle of nowhere, like West Virginia, and then like Illinois and stuff like that. And people just roll out and like it's a party every single time so like you know if someone asked me like hey do you, would you rather play like in you know a major city like nashville or louisville or whatever or would you rather play like outside of a city in like a beat up shitty bar but we can get you you know this many people i'm taking i'm taking those b-list c-list cities every single time oh, because yeah. it's just it's a blast yeah there's there's something about playing uh, areas that don't get a lot of like shows to go through like or so like yeah you want to look for or places that most shows don't go to or towns that like actually give a shit about music um like lincoln i was there probably like two years ago visiting, visiting friends and they do like this giant um kind of like bar crawl mix with like just every venue has locals playing for three days and it's a giant so downtown sick. festival. Um, and that was amazing to check out. But then there was a time that uh, back when my buddies used to play in a band and I used to TM for them, we played like in middle of nowhere, like South Dakota. And we pull up, we're like, this is going to be like a shitty ass show. Like we're waiting for all like, these old people to leave the VFW hall. And next thing we know, like at least 50 to 100 kids actually like packed out for this show and just like went crazy because no one really plays there because like everyone just drives through on their way to like the east coast or the west coast or whatever so they actually like gave a shit for a no-name band that they've never fucking heard of that's so sick best types of shows man like it's just unreal oh man it makes me want to get back out on the road so bad (laughs) like we i think i don't know when this will air or anything but we've got like one show lined up and it's later uh this month and I'm just like really itching to get back out on the road and play play some shows because uh, this past summer we were literally all over the states. So I uh, I've got I'm I'm getting to where I'm like super antsy with it. I'm like I just want to get back out and tour and play some shows, meet some people uh, for the podcast, drink some beers with some fans. You know, just that's the life, man. That's really all I want to do. I'm a simple guy. Right. 
Now, are you guys kind of waiting until you have the the next uh, LP kind of wrapped up, or what's the plan? Uh, so I'm gonna not really like we are writing a new record, um, but it's mostly just like personal stuff. So like you know we're all in like certain spots in our lives to where like we kind of need to pump the brakes with the band stuff just for a little bit before we get back into it. And I know I'm being super vague, but I have to. Uh, totally So fine. on my end, like I am actually in a graduate program. So I'm like, um, you know, working through a master's degree and just working um, all the while, you know, we're writing a new record and then, you know, we'll be putting that out later this year. Um, I can go ahead and say that. Um, so that's a lot to look forward to. But in the meantime, like, I feel like I'm just kind of sitting on my hands. I'm like, oh man, like I want to go out and do this, but I don't know like if we can. So in the meantime, I've just been, you know, hitting up like, you know, booking agents and stuff like that. And I'm like, Hey, if you have an offer, we can't refuse. Like I'm right here. So let's chat about it, but nothing too crazy yet. Just navigating through a nice little down period. So yeah, I mean, it's it's not bad to have one of those every once in a while. And, like, it's totally understandable to, like, take the time and kind of, like, focus on what you guys need to do in your own lives because life can get crazy. And if you don't let uh, – if you aren't able to, you know, get it, get ahead of it, uh, you're going to, like, pay for it later where it's just going to be like, what the fuck did I just do? Uh, yep. But it's – I mean, yeah, like, good time to just kind of – sit here and like you're saying talk to all these booking agents kind of get stuff in the works for possible things in the future and you know hopefully one of these tours will bring you guys up to the twin cities and we'll have some yeah i uh that's one of the one of the only states that we haven't played is minnesota so you yeah, are talking uh, about minnesota right yes i am okay <laughs> just <laughs> yeah just making sure <laughs> yeah because i saw on the on the norma jean tour you guys actually played so i'm originally from iowa uh, and i grew up outside of like iowa city and you guys played my favorite venue in iowa at gabe's uh which i'm sure that was would have been a <sighs> sick show to catch that that also was like literally when it when i brought up the lincoln show that's the other one that i thought of uh was that iowa show was insane um and then uh like Colorado Springs also was nuts. So yeah, good, good times. I, I miss those dudes like so much. I talked to Corey the other day and I was just like, Hey, when can we tour with y'all again? Cause I'm, <laughs> I'm missing this. Like Nor Norma Jean's one of those bands that like you could watch every night, the rest of your life and still not be satisfied. They're so good. Fuck, dude, That's amazing um so i mean we talked kind of the records is there anything i've missed on blurred vision uh visions that you want like the people to know about like like i can't stress this enough to people that are listening like you have to check out this record um it's 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 got something for everybody and like you'll be surprised when you get to simon because it'll throw you off guard in the best way um but is there anything that you want to add to to this record that I might not have said. Uh, if I'm making a plug for our own record, um, I would say, like, I really, really love the A side of this record. Um, and there is something for everybody. So just check it out. 
Um, the B side's pretty cool too, but like, I think it definitely has, and everybody says this about the record or single or whatever that they most recently put out, but like, this is the best work that we have. So like the songs Driftwood and Safety in the Shade and Damage Control, um, I just, you know, I, I love playing them. Like, and we've, we've played a couple of the songs off the record live and it's always fun, but it's just, this is kind of us like coming into our own, you know, like hopefully in LP2, we're going to take what worked and what we feel uh, like we want to keep going with and pull that into um, our sophomore release and just kind of run with that. So if you've never listened to us before, go check out the record. Um, you can hit hit my DMs and tell me you love it, or you can tell me to go fuck myself or what, whatever you want to do. But, you know, like I'm, I'm all ears, you know, like just, just give it a chance, you know, that that's all I got. So um, that's my plug for Blurred Visions. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like everyone that's listening, definitely go check it out. I mean, Tooth and Nail, like I mentioned, is putting out, uh great artists and i mean you guys are fit really great on that bill uh had fellow uh tooth and nail homies uh salt creek on i think they were on last year uh and i mean yeah fit so well uh i love the salt creek guys when well i keep bringing up that lincoln show (laughs) but we stayed we stayed with nathan uh from salt creek that night and it was just so much fun like he's such a goofball but he's such a good friend and awesome musician and uh yeah i'm shout out to the salt creek guys i miss them um hopefully we'll be playing some shows together who knows but that'd be a sick lineup like who yeah. else like if you if if you and salt creek are playing together who else would you want on that bill um oof so they they've been kind of like leaning into like the dad rock stuff. So they've been playing with like, like, did you see where they played with jelly roll and shine down? So I think the perfect tour for us in salt Creek, and this is me being a little uh, like selfish, I guess, but my favorite like butt rock band uh, would be like current butt rock band would be like breaking Benjamin. So like if idle threat salt Creek and breaking Benjamin could go on tour together, I would be ecstatic. But if I could pull like a defunct band to take us and Salt Creek on tour, I would want it to be Creed. I love okay. Creed. <laughs> those are those are two solid lineups for for a tour. Uh, or maybe just smash them together. It'd be like Breaking Benjamin, Creed, us and Salt Creek. You know, that it'd be a good time. A good it gets time. announced. I'm spending four hundred dollars right now. <laughs> uh uh one thing i, I kind of noticed kind of going jumping over to you guys is like merch uh which we'll kind of plug a little bit later but you guys have two hot sauces out uh which i love uh I, you find it very rarely when bands uh have like a hot sauce out um for their merch uh and you guys have like two different flavors out which is a i mean it's a solid move uh everyone loves hot sauce <laughs> so you can't go wrong with it like uh like how did that come about? Like, did you guys decide to do hot sauce or did they reach out to you? I know you collabed with the company. So a little bit of both on that end, but uh, oh God, I was going to say no pun intended, but I guess so. It's our hottest selling like (laughs) item. Um, But 
our friend Luke in North Carolina runs um, a little like, I guess, sauce company now um, called Wild Child Creative Works. And he he and I were just talking like after a show and he's like, hey, what if I did this for you guys? And I was like, bro, like I will send you a recipe of like something I want to try. Let's let's make it happen. So he started doing like, you know, this like these hot sauces for bands and friends and all this stuff that's like, you know, vegan, gluten friendly, like, you know, uh, no preservatives, like all that kind of stuff. It's like super clean, just like organic, like ingredients. Um, and I was like, Hey, I, I want to do like a peach pineapple jalapeno. Like, let's, let's make this happen. I feel like it would be really good. And, um, I, I love hot sauce and food. I'm sure we'll talk about that later. Uh, but I was just like, Hey, make this happen. Like if it's good, then I want to sell it and ended up just like putting our trust in and good old Papa Luke. And he, uh, he made us two different sauces and, Safety in the Sauce, uh, named after our song Safety in the Shade, is um, is the peach pineapple jalapeno, and it is like a very fruit forward like hot sauce that I've been like I use it at home. Um, I've been putting it on like breakfast burritos and stuff, and it's it's incredible. Um, and then the other one we have, it's called No Turning Back, which is after our song No Turning Back, and it's just like a straightforward habanero. Um, and it's, it's really good as well. So it's, it's just funny because like people will come up to the merch table and be like looking for like a CD or vinyl or like a shirt or hat or whatever. And they're like, you guys have hot sauce. They're like, yeah. So then, you know, I, you know, I don't try to like persuade anybody, but I'm like, Hey, if you like hot sauce, you should at least try it. You know, like you get to keep the bottle, you know, it's got some like artwork and stuff on it. Like who else is doing this right now? And then like, three fourths of the time somebody's walking away with a bottle of hot sauce so it's it's sick you know like it's a like yeah it's a great move uh no one else is really doing it i think in the time that i've been doing the podcast i think i've only seen it done like one maybe two other times so i'm i mean your episode like 120 so like i mean that's saying something out of 120 episodes i've only seen it three times it's so funny because after we toured with emory last year like i'm i'm not kidding it was like two or three weeks after we got home from the first leg of the tour with them they announced their new line of hot sauces and i was like you guys just stole our idea i mean we don't own hot sauce but like come on you know um gosh but yeah it's it's good stuff we'll probably like play around with some more in the future um like I keep joking with the guys that we've turned into a grocery store because we recently partnered with uh we partnered with like a coffee company called Z Beans and they did a driftwood dark roast. So like we have coffee, we have hot sauce, like my guess is we should get into baked goods and stuff like that too, because like they sell better than our shirts and stuff. So like why even sell music? Why why sell apparel? We should just sell food, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> It was like instead of visiting visiting the merch stand, just like we have a bake sale going on over there. Just get you all your all your pies and shit real quick. <laughs> yeah, Ernie, um, uh, the vocalist and guitarist in my band, he uh, he used to work at a, a cafe. So we've joked about doing a bake sale for years, and I was like, 
we should we should do it it would be good for like money like to raise for like a van or new merch or what whatever but like i would feel kind of slighted if the baked goods sold better than like our music or like you know shirts or whatever i mean if if different desperate times come up maybe give it a shot but until then dude i'm all ears you know (laughs) like if it if if the going gets tough you got to do what you got to do so right (laughs) jeez uh well yeah everyone that's listening go get your hot sauces like i said we'll plug the the merch store here in a little bit but definitely go get your hot sauces look maybe shoot them a dm as to what else you want to see food wise on the merch store or uh edible wise i don't know what the right term is but (laughs) well now we're kind of in later half of these episodes um obviously we didn't really have like a structure for this one uh because we're just kind of doing it how we do but uh Later have these episodes, we usually tell fun stories from your time of music, whether it's uh, shows, tours, time recording. Um, as I normally say, they could be anything horrendous to tremendous or any adjective <laughs> in between. Uh, and then we'll, I, I have a couple questions that I'll pepper in every once in a while. But I mean, this is just think about like the stories that you always tell that you and your friends always reminisce about. Oh, man, I, I have so many like we've we've been touring for like seven plus years so just the amount of garbage that has filled my brain uh like I joke all the time that I'm after all of this is said and done like I want to write a book because like it almost feels like I'm I don't want to say like living a double life but like like dude I and for you and everybody else listening like I used to be a pre-k teacher and now I'm like a kid's counselor And like, you know, I'm in school for psychology and all this stuff, you know, like very professional, very like clean cut, whatever. And then I'm also like a band guy. So here I am like traveling the world and playing drums and, you know, doing all this, you know, not normal stuff, quote unquote. But like, dude, I some of the funniest things are just so simple. Like, I I don't even know where to start, you know, like, uh some of the places that I've slept on tours are just horrifying. Like um, there was one time that we played a show in the Birmingham area where our, our TM at the time had to get so drunk that uh, he could fall asleep on a coffee table. And there was just like, you know, this, like, I'm pretty sure they were homeless. We found out later the house that we played in, people were like squatting in. So that that's a thing, but like, all night we we're like sleeping on the floor and stuff and like you could hear people having sex in the room next to us so we we're just like this is the first night of tour this is awful um and like dude i like i said i've i've got so many stories on just like places we've slept um but also like great stories too so like i don't know like last year we we played the house of blues in san diego um you know that that was the first time i've ever been to the west coast that show was like well over a thousand people. It's the most people we've ever played to. Like, it just like, you know, the, with the good comes the bad and the bad right. comes the good. So like, you know, where do I begin? You know, like what kind of, what kind of story do you want to hear? Like you want a prompt or something? Cause I, I can, I can deliver. So yeah, let's, uh, let's start out with like, what, what do you think in, in all your time playing uh, has been like your, your favorite or best show that you guys have done? Okay, so 
my favorite and I think our best show that we've ever played um, was um, in November of 2019, I believe. Um, we opened for Gideon and Norma Jean and the Devil Wars Prada at a venue in Nashville called Exit Inn. Um, it was a sold out show. There were about 550, 600 people there. Um, and those are three of my favorite bands that, you know, have ever existed. Um, and like, that's the night that like, you know, we really hit it off with Norma Jean and like Corey and I were like in our green room, like just, you know, shooting the shit and catching, well, almost said catching up, but just like getting to know each other. And he asked us about tooth and nail and I, you know, I was like, yeah, we're, we're signing and like all this stuff. And like, it just from the show to the camaraderie that went with it, it just was the greatest night of my life, like still. So that's my favorite show we've ever played. Um, I think we killed it that night. Like, you know, we we had a bunch of people coming up to us after and they're like, y'all are from here. We had no idea. So it's like, hey, yeah, we're we're in the area. Like, follow us. Like, keep up to date with everything. We'll be around. Um, but I'll say a close second. Um I know I keep bringing up that Lincoln show, so I'm I'm gonna move away from that. But uh, a close second would be that Colorado Spring show. Um, it was the first night that we were on tour with Norma Jean last year, and it was a sold out show at a place called the Black Sheep, I believe. And just it's the first time that we've been like super like I don't want to say pampered, but like we walk into the venue, people helped us load in, we sound checked. Uh, you know, we're hanging out with the Norma Jean guys because they're like friends of ours and stuff. And we go down, we have our own green room, like it's stocked full of like beer and like snacks and all this stuff. And like, we're not used to that. We've, we've done DIY tours for the past, you know, six years at this time. So like, this is all very new to us. Uh, so like, being able to just kind of go into a venue and have all these people show up and like, be able to go up to a bar and the guy, you know, Bart's up there being like, Hey, like six sec tonight, bro. Like you want some Jameson? Like, hell yeah. I want some Jameson. Like, thanks for watching us play. <laughs> um, but yeah, that like the local bands killed it that night. And like our band, like people went nuts and we've never played in Colorado Springs. We've never even played in Colorado. Um, and like, I don't know. It's just something that like is seared into my brain now. Like I'll never forget that. Um, so those are my favorite shows we've ever played. Like okay. by far, by far. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's amazing for the, for, you know, that first time in Norma Jean, uh, Colorado Springs. I have some homies that live out there. Black Sheep is a great venue. Uh, uh, and like, yeah, I feel like they're, that area is also like really great with like music in general. Like they always seem to, to roll out for like whatever's going on. Uh, but a lot of good times have been spent in Colorado Springs. Um, now, obviously you guys have been touring for six, seven years. What, what are some like go-to uh, food spots that you guys hit uh, when you guys are out? Like the must hit. So I'm going to try not to laugh at myself here when I say this, but I'm like the foodie in our band. Uh, so like, like <laughs> when I said earlier that I'm a simple guy, like the big three in my life are like music, food, and just like 
beer. Like <laughs> that that's like it. I mean, I love whiskey and stuff too, but like I just want to like eat good food, listen to good music and have a nice beer. You know, like that's that's really all I can ask for. So on the road, like I'm always the guy that's like, hey, like I saw this on Triple D or like, you know, I found this on the internet or like, hey, I followed this barbecue person that like they recommended this place or like, dude, I'm telling you, I got a list in the notes in my phone of restaurants that I want to go to in like every city that we might be playing in. Um, Whenever we announce a tour, that's like one of the first things I do is look up restaurants. Like it's just, it's how I roll. So there's been so many times where I've been like, all right, y'all don't want to go somewhere. I'm going to walk somewhere. Like I've Ubered to places before, like away from venues, just to like go try local cuisine and stuff like that. But um, man, like my favorite places that we've been, like we went to um, a place in, I wish I remembered, um, we went to a place in um, San Diego that did like fish tacos and I got, um, I got fish tacos and like cervezas and then like, like some like guacamole and chips or something. It was the best tacos I've had in my life. Um, Trying to think of like other places we've been. There's just so many, like the best pizza I've ever had was off of a street cart in Brooklyn. The first time that we played there. Um, like we've we've done like Kansas City. Um, there's like a couple restaurants there that I absolutely loved, like uh like L and or is it L and L? I don't remember. Oh my god, that's sad. I don't remember what it's called. Not L and L, but Oklahoma Joe's and Arthur Bryant's are like insanely good barbecue places. And I'm I'm a huge barbecue guy, so those are definitely up there. Um at a place like in LA that was called like it's like Zayo's Bow and Pho or something and like it was the best pho I've ever had like I, I just I, yeah my favorite part of touring other than playing the music is eating the food so um you can catch me just at all the spots just gorging myself <laughs> uh yeah like the the times that we would hit like the east coast obviously we would hit like cookouts uh because we don't have those in the midwest uh yeah the the last big tour we did uh we called it the excuse to get in and out burger so we just basically drove to (laughs) to california and just played shows on the way uh that same tour though we stayed at this dude's house in like uh santa monica and the next morning he was like hey i know a breakfast spot we should hit, hit it up before you guys leave town and it was this Hawaiian place, and it was fucking amazing. And then it turned out, uh, we looked on the the wall, and there was uh, Guy Fieri's stamp of approval from when he was there on Triple D. Nice. Oh, my but gosh. Yeah, I, think, I think about that place at least uh, once a month. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Okay, so literally i had to look this up it, it's not lnl it's lc's barbecue i can't believe i said lnl but that's because we have the lnl market in nashville so i'm trying to save face here but lc's barbecue in kansas city was incredible um and dude like i yeah it, it's so funny how like sometimes you have meals like that and you just remember them the rest of your life you know oh yeah like 
Um, we were on tour in 2017. Uh, we played like this little festival in um, like, I think it was Indiana. Yeah, it was Indiana. It was like in the South Bend area. And we like found this little, me and another guy that he he's like a chef. Me and him are like really close friends now. Shout out to my friend Doug from the band Stend. Uh, but he, he, he was filling in for the band Camden at the time. And we were on tour together and he woke me up one morning and was like, Hey, there's this like Mexican breakfast diner. We got to go. And I was like, dude, I'm sold. So, uh, me and the members of Camden and the members of, uh, a band called mess in Kansas city, we went to this Mexican breakfast diner called Chico's in South Bend, Indiana. And it was one of the best breakfasts I've ever had in my life. Um, yeah, it's funny. It's like, Sometimes I remember the meals better than the shows. <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember the first time I had Canes. Uh, we were in, like, Virginia. Uh, yeah, we were, like, we, we were supposed to play a show in, like, Baltimore, I think. And it was just a shitty-ass show. Was, like, we were told it was going to be a house show. And we're like, fuck yeah. We pulled up. It was just the, the homeowner and his friend. Uh, and we were like cool so then we kind of did our thing and then like went and stayed at our friend's house and then the next day before we left someone was like do we need to get canes and half of us had never had canes before it was great it was life-changing i (laughs) it's so funny because like i i love canes just from traveling with family and stuff like that but um i didn't have it until i was like i think i was like 21 22 um But the first person that introduced it to me was a guy named Jordan that he plays in the band Gaffer, or he is the band Gaffer Project, but he TMs for Idle Threat. So like he's with us a lot of times selling merch, driving us around, all that stuff. He's an absolute angel of a person, but he's the one that showed me Canes and it changed my life. Um, So now when we're rolling out like West and stuff like that in the Midwest, all that, um, you know, my bandmates are like super into in and out Burger and like, I think it's okay. Like that that's just my opinion, whatever. Come at me if you want to, but they'll go to in and out and I'll be like, I'm going to Cane's. Like there's a Cane's across the street. I'm just, give me some chicken, you know? Right. Um, load me up. Like living I, where I lived in Iowa, like there was the only, the nearest Cane's when I lived there was like Chicago or, like, I'd have to, when I was visiting up here in the Twin Cities, I'd have to get it up here. And then, like, as I was moving to the Twin Cities, they opened a Canes, like, maybe 40 minutes from, like, where my parents live. But, you know, now I got one that's 15 minutes away from where I live yeah. in Minneapolis, so it works out. Yeah, it works out. <laughs> I I think that Middle Tennessee is getting a cane soon, but I'm not sure. I think it's just a rumor right now, but... We just got our first Whataburger, so it's like I think everything is like slowly moving this way. Yeah. Um, at least fingers crossed for me, because like I, I don't know, I'm tired of eating at places like like even on the run, you know, like Burger King or McDonald's or Wendy's or whatever. I'm just I'd rather go to the nicer spots. Get give me a Whataburger. Give me give me In and Out. Um, well, we finally got our first cookout like like five years ago or something uh, like that so that was I nice had cookout in like probably at this point like 
five years and i'm just like itching to get back to a cookout in general <laughs> do you do you know where the closest one is to you no i'd have to look it up i think the only ones we've ever went to were like in georgia so i just assume that they're all like southeast and i like nowhere near me but i mean if you guys got one in like nashville that's at least closer than there yeah i hope it's coming your way man but i mean if if you're ever in the area it's on me it's a whole what five six dollars for a whole meal <laughs> right because <laughs> like for people that haven't toured like that's especially if you're when you're doing like diy style touring and you're just like living off what you bring with the goals are to like find cheap meals but also that taste good uh like you can only have mcdonald's so many days before you're just like dude i need to not do this to myself anymore dude our our band eats so much wendy's like i'm i'm not kidding i think i think that there was a tour that we were on we had wendy's every day for at least a week um and it i love wendy's man i love wendy's but not every single day for a week i can't i can't do that like i need i need some variety at least at cookout you can be like yo i want a hot dog with a side of a burger and like you know some chili and then give me a shake and like you know there's all this other stuff that you can mix and match everything yeah at wendy's it's just like okay a burger and fries maybe some nugs like that's that's all i'm getting you know and i'm not knocking wendy's at all I hope nobody gets it twisted. I love Wendy's. I would die for Wendy's, but just in this situation, just give me a little, give me a little something else, you know? Dude, I feel you. Uh, now, when you guys are also on the road, you know, spending this this many years doing DIY touring, did you guys do any like fun, like road games? while you were on tour <laughs> uh like me and my homies we would we would do uh we would play odds all the time uh yeah like what was your guys's game of choice so uh, i don't know if this is like a, a it i don't know if it's necessarily a game but one of my favorite things that we do in the van is and this has started since like our first tour anytime someone has fruit something that can like decompose we roll our window down and like try to hit like signs and stuff on the interstate with it. And I don't think anybody has been successful so far. And we've been touring for, you know, like six or seven years. So it's just that that's probably my favorite like niche game that we have. Um, I know that um, when we're touring with our, our TM Jordan, um, he's big into like D and D and stuff. Um, so he'll like do like little D and D campaigns with my bandmates and like, that's always, I, I never play, but it's fun to like, listen to them play and stuff. Um, we had uh, one year, some, some of the guys brought their Yu-Gi-Oh cards with, so we'd be just like, you know, hauling ass to like the next show and they'd be like in the third row of seats, just like battling it out. <laughs> I love that dude. We like, I always bring my switch and like, you know, we, we've done some like games and stuff. We, we've done a lot of the uh, like Jackbox games. Have you ever done those? Like the, uh, I don't think so. Like trivia murder party and quiplash and all, all that kind of stuff. We, we played a lot of those on my switch, like with a hotspot and stuff, um, you know, but yeah, those, those are probably all the games we have, but we're, we're big on like watching movies and stuff together. So like, I know that when we, uh, when we recorded blurred visions, 
every uh every friday night that we were in the studio we had disney movie night so like we would get together and watch a disney movie no idea how that started but it's wholesome and i loved it so it's it, it was so much fun um and then every single night before we went to bed we watched an episode of king of the hill um and then we also played a lot of uh a lot of those jackbox games but mostly the trivia murder party so um yeah we we try to have fun when we can you know like yeah. it's not all business so uh one other game that i compl- I, I somehow completely forgot that we ever played and i'm just now remembering it is we would do we i don't know if one of the guys just made this up or they found it out somewhere else but we started playing hey cow uh basically anytime (laughs) you're driving down a road whether it's interstate or highway and you see any animal in a field whether it's a cow horse goat whatever you roll down your window yell hey cow or insert animal name uh, and then however many of those specific animals turn and look at you, that's a point. That's, we're going to start doing that. I'm <laughs> writing that down right now. That's so funny. Hey, cow. <laughs> it's so dumb, but so entertaining. We've also just like gotten like, you know, you do the dumb stuff when you're in the middle of nowhere, driving to the next show, like, you know, we'll do the thing where it's like, we'll try to get people to wave at us or like, you know, uh, I don't know. We've tried to have people dance with us before. I, I don't know. It's just, you, you know how it is. Like yeah. you just try to have fun when you're on the road. Like that's, that's part of the fun of touring is it's a road trip. Like you're, yeah. you're trying to just, you know, keep yourself from like <laughs> wanting to pull your hair out. <laughs> uh, there was one day uh I, we had just switched drivers so i was getting into like i had built bunks in like the back of our van uh, and i was like crawling back in there to like sleep for like a couple hours or whatever and uh our biggest thing always was like hey make sure like the van was our our guitar player's parents van so we were always like make sure like we don't hit anything like drive safe it's only two of us that would switch off on driving and we started going and uh someone from the front's like hey michael i'm gonna door check this fucking uh like cone and i'm like don't fucking do that like it's why and then next thing i hear we're like we're going through road construction and he just opens the door and just door checks like one of the big fat uh road cones for no fucking reason and it was still (laughs) as dumb as it was and like as much as i told him not to do it it was still the funniest fucking thing just for him to actually do it (laughs) incredible Okay. Uh, so for the final question, I don't know if you got one. You might, you probably have one for this. What would be, oh, you might've already answered it too with that other one. What's the sketchiest place you've ever played at? Um, I kind of already answered it before that Birmingham show, but I can think of a couple others. So uh, that Birmingham show, we literally played in a house that people were squatting in. So I can't put into words how disgusting and sketchy it was. Um, so we'll leave that alone. Um, then I kind of mentioned like playing it in the middle of nowhere, Southern Illinois. Uh, we played at a place called the cesspool. Um, and it literally was a basement that had been flooded the night before. And they had tried to get all the water out. Um, they packed like a couple 
hundred people into that room and it was just very, very humid. Uh, So that was, that was, that was rough. And then they had like, uh, there were people like wrestling for money upstairs after the show. That was a whole thing. Um, But the sketchiest show outside of those two, um, man, we've had some doozies. Um, Okay. One of my favorite tour stories um is we played in springfield missouri um and if any of these people listen to this i'm gonna go ahead and apologize but i doubt it so um when we played in springfield missouri in 2016 i think um we roll up to this venue that um if y'all can picture it it's like an abandoned cracker barrel okay if you've ever been to a Cracker Barrel. So I had to pee super bad. So like my we my bandmates, we all take turns kind of like going into the venue and being like, yo, like we're here. Like, where do we load in? Who do we talk to? That kind of stuff. So at the time I was like, I just have to pee. I'll go in. I'll do it. Whatever. So I run into this venue and it is like empty. It's just like an old general store looking whatever. And it's completely empty. And then there's two rooms uh, off to the left and then like a kitchen area in the very back. And then there's like a beanbag to the right of me right inside the door and then like a couple couches and then everything else is empty. So no one's in the room. And I'm like, hey, uh, is anyone here? Whatever, blah, 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 blah. And like, no one's there. So I'm like, I'm just gonna like go find a bathroom. And as I walk towards what I think is a hallway, this girl comes out of this room, um, out of one of those two doors. And she's like, Hey, like, what are you doing? And I was like, Hey, like I'm playing in one of the bands tonight. I just like really have to pee. Like, where's your bathroom? And she was like, Oh, okay. Like it's like down, down that way. Like just go in, whatever. So I like run to this bathroom and I go, you know, empty the tank. And then I come back and like, I'm skipping over so many like details just for, you know being brief here but i come back to this girl i'm like hey like you know i'm in i'm in this band again like we're parked right outside like when can we bring stuff in sound check whatever and she's just like oh like just you should do whatever you want like you know you should you know blah 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 so like it's just super vague and she was just very bouncy and like kind of out of it and it took me a minute to be like okay i think she's on something and she changed her name like two or three times. So like she introduced herself as like Angelica or something. And then she was like, yeah, like my name's Brandy. And then like later when we were talking, she was like, yeah, my name is like, you know, Taylor or something like that. And I was like, okay, this girl's lying to me. So this is like red flag, like hindsight 2020. Like that was like red flag, like 47, you know? Um, So I leave, go back to my bandmates um that was like the middle of like a month-long tour and like half of our tour party is like sick like they probably had the flu or something and we load in and basically there's this massive snowstorm coming and just to preface like all of this is going to sound made up but I, I swear to god it happened like this was the craziest night of my life um and I'm just going to hit the high points. Like y'all don't even get the small details, but um, we were like, Hey, like, you know, 
we're going to play the show, right? And they're like, oh, we canceled it because of all the snow. And we're like, what the heck? Like, can we at least get paid for it? You know, like, what do we, what do we do? You know? And they're like, oh, you can still play, but we're just going to have like a party. Like we, we invited all these people out to like, you know, basically like a rave. And they were like, we're just going to have fun. Like y'all can like crash here. Like we'll just, you know, do whatever. And at the time we were just kind of like, all right, whatever. We're just going to play the show. So our band plays. um, And as we're playing, people are coming in. So that's pretty cool. Like we're like, oh, there's people in here. There's like 40, 50 people, whatever. But people are doing drugs and like, like, drinking and stuff like crazy which like no judgment do your thing but like i'm noticing while we're playing that like people are doing all this and i was like this is going to turn into like a house party instead of a show show so like we are like moving our stuff off and the second that i move my drums this kid comes up i shouldn't say kid he was he was a grown man it was like 18 19 maybe like young college kid he comes up to me and he's just like staring like into my soul he was very weird um and he was like hey like you know i really liked your drumming like blah blah blah. it was like super wholesome and i was like dude thank you like i'm just a dude like you know like let's go get a beer and like hang out like you know trying to have a normal conversation and while he's talking to me he like mid-sentence cuts off whatever he was saying and he's like staring at this girl and this girl like walks over to us and like whispers in his ear and he walks off so i'm like what the heck and they go into this like room and shut the door or whatever and i'm like all right whatever i'm just gonna like finish packing my drums up so i pack all my stuff up and at this time like stuff's just getting like weird around us um so like i was like hey guys after we're done with this show let's drive somewhere let's find a hotel like you know get ready for tomorrow and all this stuff so i'm like trying to rally the troops and we were on tour with gaffer project at the time so like they're they started playing and this (laughs) this kid i'm outside because i'm like so weirded out by the place and this this i know i keep saying kid i shouldn't but uh this college guy comes back out and he's like got the biggest smile on his face and like all these people are like you know kind of dogging him and stuff and they're like look who lost his virginity and all this stuff and i'm like what the fuck is going on and very long story short, this girl had taken him back into this room and slept with him. And then like, they came back out and he was like, yeah, I slept with this girl, whatever. And I'm like, oh, like he got some at this party. Like, you know, that happens. That's normal, whatever. I'm going to brush that off. But I later come to find out that they were like, basically like prostituting there because they were like oh yeah for like you know 50 bucks you can go get a bj and that and i'm like i need to get out of here right now like it it was the most uncomfortable place i've ever been in and like i said people were just like fucked up too they were so drunk or they were on drugs and like gaffer projects playing and i'm like trying to get my bandmates to be like hey we need to leave because like i don't want to be here if the cops show up or something um and like one of my bandmates this is my favorite part of the story but one of my bandmates was so sick like uh Zeke definitely had the flu and it was like really bad he was like on NyQuil and like passed out on this couch and 
I know I mentioned the beanbag uh, next to him that was in the floor, but the same girl that slept with this like kid or sorry, this college guy that was like there with us. uh, She like was with this dude on this beanbag right next to Zeke. And then I look over and she's like, (laughs) like trying to be G rated, but she's giving him a a hand job. Uh, And I was like, I'm leaving the room. Like, I just, I can't do it. So I'm like trying to wake Zeke up. Cause I'm like, uh, bro, like th- there's someone next to you, like getting some right now. Like you need to like move, you know? So like, he never noticed either. So like, we still joke about it to this day. I was like, bro, you were so sick. Like you didn't even notice that this dude was getting jerked off next to you. Like, uh, so after that show, we pack up, everybody's stuff's in the van. Me, me, Ernie, and uh, Christian from Gaffer Project, we, like, loaded everyone's stuff into this van, and we're like, we have to get out of here. But, of course, uh, Jordan was like, no, nah, they're offering us a place to stay. Like, you know, it's free. Let's just crash here tonight. And I was like, under no circumstances am I staying here. Um, so we, we were, like, trying to leave, and we, like – finally get everybody into the van we're about to leave and all stuff and like this girl comes back up to me and she's like hey like before you leave like do you want like you know do you need anything like water some like gas money a blowjob some food like all this stuff and I was like whoa 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 whoa. what and she's like I think you heard me and I was like I'm gonna leave so I just like turned around and left I was like I can't I can't deal with this you know and I remember like getting in the van that night I like texted my girlfriend at the time and my family was like, Hey, like love y'all. This has been the weirdest night of my life. Can't wait to tell y'all everything. Like hopefully make it to the next show, whatever. But dude, it was so weird. And I know like, it's crazy. Cause like telling that story as many times as I told it, I can never fully like put into words or like let people picture how awkward it was because it was insane. And like, I know I'm trying to save some time here, but like, there's so many details that people just don't know about that. I'm like, oh my God, like this was the craziest night of my life. Jeez. Yeah. I, sorry for the long winded story, but there you no, go. No, <laughs> you're, you're good. I, I, I'm totally fine with the long winded story. That is just so crazy that all of that, like, I, like, I can't even put into words like how weird and like how weird that would have been like you experienced it i didn't but like fucking yeah not cool yeah yeah and then to make matters worse that night we finally got away we drove like a little bit i don't remember where we were playing the next night but we finally got to a hotel it's like two three in the morning we finally get in like go to sleep and in the middle of the night it's like 5 a.m uh the drummer from the other band we were on tour with he like woke me up and was like hey I'm going to the ER I have this like you know like something's wrong with like my throat and I was like uh what and he he like I don't even remember what it was but basically he had like some sort of infection that had like swelled overnight and like he had to go to the ER so it's like can we not just like put this crazy night to bed like I just want to sleep at this point like we have a show tomorrow just why why can't we cap this off you know um and he was okay so like it's obviously not about me or whatever but it was just kind of like this night couldn't get any crazier oh wait one of the guys is going to the er so uh, yeah 
so that if if you need a tour story there you go <laughs> that 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 sums up everything uh that, like that's i feel like that's a great story to end on because uh, <laughs> i don't think there's anything else that could top that story for the for this I, night. I don't think there is either man <laughs> yeah like even anything i've experienced like i one time we played this like place where it was columbus ohio we played in this rundown looking building it was a sick diy show like all around and they were like oh yeah you guys can stay here if you want and uh they showed us the green room one there was ants fucking everywhere and it was a shitty ass like futon but we're in the like the first floor of like this up like apart old rundown like apartment looking building and yeah. we had noticed people coming in and out the entire time and we're like i mean thanks for this the offer to stay but like what's with like, all the people that are just like continuously going upstairs and coming down and they were like oh so the building's paid off so people can just basically rent a room for like 20 bucks and they split it between the, like five people and they just go up there and do crack and we're like yeah we're definitely not staying in this building at all what is the name of that venue because i'm pretty sure i've played there i don't remember what the, they called oh it, my but god it, but it, there was like a like a parking ramp or some other building like outside it was just all yep. gravel like for parking lot yeah uh, okay we might have yeah it might be the same spot because Columbus, you, Ohio, you, there can't be that many places. Yep. You're you're gonna get a message from me at like 2 a.m. this morning. I'm <laughs> I'm gonna remember when I'm trying to sleep and I'm gonna be like, oh my god, I have to text Michael. Like, <laughs> like I, I remember what it's called, but I'm I am 90% sure I'm thinking of the same place. Okay. Uh fuck, I can't remember who ran it or who booked that show for us, but I'll I'll have to do some digging and see if I can remember as well. But yeah, that place was like super sketch. And like the show went great, but everything else about it, we were just like, fuck this. And that's when I came to find out that Columbus, Ohio on the interstates has some of the nicest rest stops that you can stay at because the showers were free. Dude, the the Midwest does have like the, like the loves and, uh, oh my God, what are the big ones? Um, like loves and flying j and all them they do they do have some really nice bathrooms <laughs> yeah oh man but yeah we'll, we'll have to do some digging and see if we can remember the name of that place but uh but justin i, I mean i want to give you one big thank you for uh you know taking the time out of your your thursday or slash you know technically your friday at this point uh to, <laughs> to sit down with me and have a few beers and just talk about like you know idle threat and everything else and just you know talk about food like like we were weren't planning on doing but i fucking we both love food you know you can't go wrong dude with i will talk more about food than anything else i promise you <laughs> but yeah dude this has been a blast thank you so much for having me yeah um you know everyone that that's listening make sure to go listen to blurred visions because like we've been saying it's it's super great it's got something for every everyone um if anyone's looking for idle threat merch music or just idle threat in general where can they find it um so we're on all social media um we do have a big cartel site if people want to buy merch um but hopefully we'll be around soon um just kind of keep your eyes on us um i'll plug like once again our social media like we're on twitter and instagram and facebook and all that stuff but also just like my personal twitter and instagram and all that like we're we're around so like if you want to chat let's hang out you know so um, we'll keep you up to date. 
Hell yeah. Well, depending on where you found this episode, whether it's the Facebook, the Twitters, or the Instagram, make sure you hit those hyperlinks. Go follow Idle Threat on all their social medias and stay up to date with everything they have going on. You know, be ready for uh, LP2 sometime uh, later in 2023. Um, I, I did want to mention, too, I saw the, the fucking variants that you guys came up with for, for the record for Blur Visions, for the vinyl. They looked so amazing, and I clicked the link, and they were sold out. Which I'm happy to you guys that it's sold out. But I was like, "Fuck, that that'd be that'd be a sick one to to hang on to." Um, but uh, you know, like I said, I love everything you guys got going on. I can't wait to hear what this new stuff sounds like because uh, I'm sure it's gonna be fucking killer. Yeah, man, I I'm really looking forward to stuff. So you know, we'll see what we can do. But <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for all the love. Um, you know, like I said, this has been a blast. So uh, keep doing your thing. This is a sick idea. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, and like I normally say on these episodes, if you or anyone you know should be on an episode of, of Beers of Bands, feel free to reach out. Uh, DM me on any of the socials. Uh, email me on it. Emails also on all the socials. Or, uh, you know, maybe be like a homie, like the dudes that stay lost. And you're like, yo, our friends in Idle Threat should be on this. They want to be on this. Hit them up. And, you know, I'll hit you up like I did with Justin. We'll have some beers. We'll talk some music. Um, But other than that, uh, one last big thank you to Justin for stopping by. And uh, I'll catch everyone on the next episode. See ya. Sick. See ya.